You can probably tell we're here to talk about one of the flagship franchises in video games. This is Disney Corporation. No, not Disney. Man, I give a fuck about video games. We're talking about good old Nintendo. No other company on Earth takes as many steps forward with an equal amount of steps back. A company that's conservatively stuck in its ways, even if those ways involve making great games. Let's talk about playing games online. No one else does it quite like Nintendo, and boy, should we be grateful for that. Every step of the way, Nintendo has found a way to completely butcher the online experience for its player base. When the Wii U has a more stable infrastructure than the Switches, we actually have to pay for the Switches online? Wow. Tells you everything you need to know about Nintendo's priorities. But hey, the games are good, right? It's not like they're stockpiling Wii U ports like there's no tomorrow, artificially shortening the Switch's pretty apparent game drought. Fortunately for the Pikmin 3 and wonderful 101 fans among us, Nintendo's got us covered. You, too, can pay $60 for a five-year-old Wii U port, and you'll do it with a fucking smile on your face, won't you? That being said, it's not all Wii U ports in Animal Crossing in 2020. Higher Warriors Age of Calamity is soon to be upon us, and if that demo is anything to go off of... Well, looks like Zelda lore is just up to its old tricks. I don't know why I'm putting so much pressure on Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. A prequel to my favorite game of all time narratively, but a sequel to one of my favorite 7 out of 10 games of my entire life, Hyrule Warriors. It's quite the duality going into November. Now, at the outset of Age of Calamity's demo, we see that wibbly-wobbly, timely-wimely bullshit has indeed returned to the Legend of Zelda series. Which is great. Because what I wanted more out of Breath of the Wild was more Zelda timeline bullshit. Who else can we blame for a Zelda timeline bullshit than Nintendo themselves? Opting to sell an entire book based on the fact that Zelda has a bullshit timeline. Hyrule Historia was a glorified advertisement turned into a lore bible for a franchise already neck deep in timeline theories. Propping up the Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword, this entire book existed for one single page that holds a diagram that contains the entirety of the Legend of Zelda series into one eventually branching timeline. Now, if I've learned anything from being perpetually online, it's that nerds fucking love it when a long storied series fits nice and neat into a little package. An easily digestible through line. Even though most of these games had fuck all to actually do with each other in a big sense to begin with. 
You don't see Mario getting this treatment outside of a fucking Game Theory video. But Zelda has such prestige and such cinematic gravitas that I guess nerds just collectively willed this fart into existence. My favorite part is that every single Zelda game after Ocarina of Time somehow connects back to Ocarina of Time. Yes, if an army of 30-something white guys wasn't enough to let you know, the Zelda series itself can't help but tell you how big of a goddamn deal Ocarina of Time is. Majora's Mask was a direct continuation. Wind Waker showed the sunken Hyrule when Ganon rose to power. Twilight Princess had the spirit of the hero train you and teach you Link's signature moves. And these references are paltry compared to the creme de la creme of Zelda timeline bullshit, The Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword. Ah yes, Skyward Sword, the quintessential prequel, gives you answers to such questions as, why is the Master Sword special? Why does Ganon keep coming back? The fuck is up with this giant bird? Yo, these dungeons are actually sick though. Why is Ganon's sword a twink? Why does Link have a schoolyard bully? Well, you don't get answers to all of these in Skyward Sword, but hey, they told us that Ganon is just some reincarnation of a demon. Isn't that cool? It hits every prequel checkmark in the book, demystifying everything in an attempt to make it make sense. And since they couldn't just have the game be its own thing, they had to tie it into everything else, give it a tie-in book, and really retcon the lore and make it all come together. No, what people don't understand is that there doesn't need to be a timeline or some consistent canon or some lore bible. Let the legend of Zelda take more of a prominent role. Maybe each game in the series, unless they're a direct continuation like Phantom Hourglass or Majora's Mask, is some kind of retelling of a Zelda story. Legends are told throughout generations, and these details can get muddied, and that is okay. Breath of the Wild makes passing references to older Zelda games, mostly in locations and motifs. It completely shits on the existing official timeline, offering no rhyme or reason that the events of any timeline should end up with Breath of the Wild. It's so divergent that a popular theory is that Ganon's vengeance is akin to Judgment Day in the Terminator series. It's gonna happen one way or the other, and it's probably gonna end up like Breath of the Wild. Ah, but all things must come to an end, and so too must Breath of the Wild's coherent storytelling. As I said, literally the opening cinematic for Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity is a tiny guardian robot going back in time. So the game's not out yet. I can't write it off without seeing where it ends up, but throwing that shit in the opening minutes of the demo cannot bode well for the consistency or the stakes of this game. If you're gonna do a Breath of the Wild prequel, death better fucking stick. Then again, this is a sequel to Hyrule Warriors, a game whose original lore was so good, their bad guy's sole identity was that she was horny for Link. It'll all be alright in the end, as long as this game doesn't try and dive back into the previous Zelda timelines. Please, just, just let Breath of the Wild have its own thing, please, for the love of God. 